Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Saturday edition of the program, toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. I think Mark might be joining us a little bit later, but Sam... From the Obscure Truth Network has decided to come in and sit in here for at least the uh, the beginning hour of the program. Sam, welcome uh, to the program as always. Thank you. Uh, those of you who are somewhat long-time listeners, I guess within the last six months of the program, who aren't just tuning in for the first time tonight might recognize Sam if you've listened to the weekday show. But I think this... Have you been on our show on Saturday night as a guest before, Sam? I feel like you might have. From jail one time. That's right. Okay, you were on the phone while you were in jail. You were held in a jail uh, for 58 days imprisoned there because you recorded video in a public court lobby using your so-called freedom of the press. And then you used your supposed right to remain silent, and you didn't answer uh, the, the, some of the questions that you were being asked, specifically what your uh, so-called legal name is, or as I prefer to call it, your slave name. So because you didn't answer that question, the judge ordered the jailers to uh, imprison you for an indefinite period of time. Then eventually they just decided to unceremoniously boot you out the front door, basically, after 58 days because of some technicality with your lawyer or something like that, right? Yeah, they, they used a technicality with the lawyer and also the fact that uh, we sent them a tort letter letting the city know that I was planning to sue them for all of the things that they were doing, for holding me indefinitely and refusing to schedule a trial and just the way they responded and have handled the entire situation. So, not necessarily to rehash all that, but I just figured I'd let our listeners know uh, who you are. They can go to ObscuredTruth.com, and they'll be able to see some of the documentary filmmaking that you've been doing over the past few years and that you're now doing here in New Hampshire. In fact, you'll be having something coming out within the next few days, I imagine, right? Yes, I will. Okay, ObscuredTruth.com. We continue here. We'll take your calls about whatever you want, and otherwise we'll start out talking about uh, the issue of the U.S. flag. And how it is that uh, some people have decided to treat the flag and how they've been treated as a result of that. Now, this may, this topic is real touchy for some people. It is. Uh, you know, they, they've been raised in this society where they're constantly bombarded with these feel good images of flags waving and apple pie and all of this stuff that you're told about as a kid. And let's not forget, they stand up, hold their hand over their heart, and, you know, pledge an oath of allegiance to this flag every yes. day in the government schools. And they're also taught, oh, you know, there's certain way you have to be respectful of this uh, piece of cloth because of what it represents. And it's they've also, the government has worked to equate the flag to freedoms. Mm -hmm. And I think people get those two confused and, and forget about the fact that, you know, hey, if I want to protest... Uh, America, I should be able to protest it in whatever manner I see fit. That may include burning the flag. It may include doing something that you don't like with uh, with the flag. If it's your flag. Now, to point out, in the past, there have been people who burned flags before, mm -hmm. but they weren't their flag to burn. It was like somebody's flag that was in their front yard. That's right. completely inappropriate. It's not your property. But if it's your own flag, uh, you should be free in a supposed free country to set one on fire, or not even so bad as set one on fire, fly one upside down. Uh, the story comes out of Wausau. I don't, I'm probably mispronouncing that. Wausau, Wisconsin. The Associated Press, an American flag flown upside down as a protest in a northern Wisconsin village, was seized by the police before a 4th of July parade, and the businessman who flew it, an Iraq War veteran, claims the officers trespassed and stole his property. 
Well, you see, when the police trespass, they don't call it trespassing. Just like when the government steals, they don't call it stealing. It's it's taxes, right? So right. I'm sure the police will uh, find themselves innocent of all of the charges uh, in this particular case. You know, it's funny. when Whenever the, this subject comes up of using the flag in a manner of protest like this, the, the statists, the nationalists, they come out and they say, well, you haven't served your country. You don't know what this flag means. <laughs> what do they guy. say to a case like this? I this guy's know. a veteran. That's a great question. Maybe that maybe the article will answer that here in a moment. Uh, they, a day after the parade, the police then decided to return the flag, and he was allowed to continue flying it upside down. Okay, so you can point. protest just not on Independence Day. <laughs> The the day where you know they they protested the existing government and said no we don't we don't right. want your services anymore the, we're going to create our own little thing the day when your upside down flag protest might be the most poignant of all of the 365 days in the year yeah uh, so the ACLU has gotten involved they're considering legal action for the violation of Vito Kongnin Jr.'s First Amendment rights. Uh, according to the executive director of the ACLU, it's not often that you see something this blatant. In mid-June, he began flying the flag upside down, an accepted way to signal distress. Outside the restaurant, he wants to open in Crivets. He said that his distress is likely bankruptcy because the village board has refused to grant him a liquor license after he spent nearly $200,000 to buy and remodel a downtown building for an Italian supper club. For him, the flag represents, upside down, represents distress. To others in town, it represents disrespect of the flag. Hours before the 4th of July parade, four police officers went to Kongnin's property and removed the... That's a lot of uh, police response. Yeah, it is. Probably a not lot, probably not lot uh, going on there in, where was it? A town of about a Washington. thousand crivets, village of about a thousand. Uh, so according to this... They removed the flag under the advice of their district attorney. A neighbor watched in disbelief, saying that it's not, uh, said, what, what are you doing? They said, it's none of your business. Wait, so the district attorney who's part of the executive branch is going to the judicial branch and giving them orders to go seize property? No, I believe the police are the executive branch. Oh, yeah, okay. So, so I have those backwards. But, I mean, the, the, the district attorney is not, is he the one who's supposed to be giving marching orders to police to go out and, and steal property? Or are they supposed to get a search warrant if they think there's a crime going on and go seize evidence properly through the <laughs> the rule of law? Oh, I don't know, Sam. You could always try to take this to court and then spend more money. I mean, oh, you just yeah. spent $200,000 remodeling this building. Uh, he could probably spend another fifty or $100,000 uh, fighting this so he yeah. can so here vindicate he is. himself. He's trying to create jobs in the community. He's invested a, a huge chunk of change in this building, trying to open this thing. And the city council is giving him a hard time. Uh, why? Who knows? Well, yeah, that's a great question. We don't know what all the insider stuff is that, that goes on. But I can tell you that we live in a city, so-called, of 25,000, mm -hmm. and things are pretty close-knit here. I mean, people yes, know other people. Uh, when something happens at, uh, at a local government level, in a lot of cases, it has to do with a, a personal vendetta. You know, so-and-so so doesn't like so-and-so, and so they've decided to deny the liquor permit. So there could be very easily something like this going on here. But but that's all an, an aside from the issue of being able to fly a flag upside down on your own property. Your flag, you can fly it how you want to. And I know there are people out there that feel like, for whatever reason, this particular piece of cloth with threads that happen to be interwoven in a certain pattern should be uh, hands-off. Should be It should be illegal 
for this guy to do uh, to, to treat the flag in such a so-called disrespectful manner. And I'm just wondering if there's somebody out there listening that can take up that that particular position. Am I wrong in saying that the flag should be able to be flown upside down? Is there what is the problem with that? Why why would you go and steal someone's property who was doing with their property as they chose simply because you disagreed with how they chose to uh, to deal with their property? I mean, isn't that what America is founded on? Is the the right for property you rights? To, to property rights, the right for you to speak out of, about the things that you believe in. And if you see something is wrong with your country, shouldn't you be able to fly a symbol upside down that expresses that? Absolutely. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You live in America, a country with supposedly free speech, and what that means is people are going to be able to say things that you won't necessarily want to hear. And if you don't like the fact that this guy's flying a flag upside down out in front of, and I didn't catch if it was his building or his home, I think it's a building, the restaurant downtown. Yeah, if, if you don't like it, don't drive by. Don't patronize the business. Make or, a point of telling him how you feel, but you yeah. don't go and take his stuff. Well, it, it wasn't people that took his stuff. It was the so-called authorities well, who were really people. the only ones that could get away with this because you know, yeah. if he was there, he could fight back against a citizen, a private person coming up and taking this. But when they have badges and nice-looking uniforms with lots of patches and stuff on them and guns... A different story. 1-800-259-9231. First they came for the flag flyer upper downers, upside downers. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. And there is also another flag-related story here. I want to hear how you feel about it, though. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, the Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything, 800-259-9231, or you can tell us how you feel about the topic we open things up with, which is the idea of uh, burning or flying a flag upside down, American flag uh, upside down. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Sam. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show... Just click. They are yours right there on the top of the website, or all down the left side, actually, of the website, going back for an entire year at freetalklive.com, plus republicmagazine.tv. Are you missing the real news? Get informed and stay informed with Republic Magazine. You can get your free digital copy now or order a print subscription at republicmagazine.tv. That's republicmagazine.tv, or you can call 800-873-1620. That's 1-800-873-1620, republicmagazine.tv. As we continue here taking your calls about whatever you want, We'll go to Bob, listening to WFLA in Florida. Bob, uh, you are on Free Talk Live. Good evening. Hey, hey guys. How you doing? Hey, just great. What's on your mind tonight, sir? Well, I just uh, didn't like what I was hearing. I referenced the uh, flag burning and or upside down. I think that uh, there are other ways to protest. I agree. Don't don't mess with other people's property or mm-hmm. uh, go under their personal space or anything like that. But so so the should flag, the man with the upside-down flag have been left alone? No, no. Um, somebody should have said something to him. Okay, but, but should, they, should the police have come and stolen his flag from him? Uh, not stolen. No, that, that, is, that is correct. I agree with that. Okay. They should not have stolen 
the flag. So, so but, you 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 believe that uh, conversation would be the appropriate thing to do, not to hurt the guy or throw him in jail or, or take his property. You you would say that just you know letting him know how you feel would be the way to handle that situation. That's correct, and I think uh, very reasonable. Somebody, of you. What's that? I said that's very reasonable of you. Well, I I think that uh, you have to you have to try diplomacy first. You have a little bit of tact. Uh, tell him what's wrong and. And, so, and let them know how you feel. So now if he I mean, had, uh, if, if say a, a group of people had gone up and talked to him and he said, no, absolutely not, this flag is going to fly during the parade, and that's what was going on. There was a parade out front of the business, I believe. If he had said, no, I'm going to fly it, would then would you support the police going in and being able to take that flag down just for the parade? I w- it, obviously, he's going to do it again after the parade. Uh, and it's not really going to serve any purpose to um, to take it down just for the parade because he's probably going to do it right again after once it's all done, or he'll get another flag and, and keep doing it again. But I think if he is doing that and you've talked to him and he continues to do it, then I don't see any reason why you can't uh, have a, something on the books that you can start finding somebody for just disgrace of the flag like so that. you do believe in using violence against uh, your neighbors flying an upside down flag it sounded to me like you were being reasonable in the beginning of your call now you're saying you're willing to put somebody in a jail cell over this no i did not say that. i said uh a fine oh, but yes uh, you did fine. okay if i don't pay the fine then what happens well then you you know that it just keeps multiplying and getting higher and then he could be arrested for that so you but, do support uh, putting someone in a jail cell for not obeying your diktats about how his piece of cloth should be positioned on his house? I uh, that you raise the flag that way. I'm sorry to say, I, Bob, we're, we're losing your connection. I'm going to give you one more chance. Say again. I disagree that uh, by hanging a flag up and disgracing the flag like that, he will be given many chances as far as saying... Uh, Pay this fine, pay this fine. Sure, sure. The gang always gives you many chances to obey their demands. That always happens. There's always a a threat, followed by another threat, followed by a more serious threat. Uh, Then they, you know, drag you into court, and then they issue the fine, or they demand community service, or whatever it is that they demand out of you. And if you still decide to say no, I believe I'm a free person, it's my piece of cloth, I can hang it however I want, you're saying put that man in a jail cell. That is his piece of cloth, but it's also symbolic for me. So how do that, you? So because you have a uh, an emotional attachment to that particular uh, piece of cloth, you believe you then have the ability to control everyone who has that very same piece of cloth. Isn't that well, interesting? It's been, handed, it's, it's been handed down from generation to generation. People have fought and died for that flag and for the freedoms that we have here today. Learn your shoes or that's a cliche. That's a cliche. Most of the people uh, that have fought and died in the service of the United States government have died for the pol- for the political purposes of the politicians who sent them to die, not for freedom. And besides all that, it's still his property. How can you justify, because you feel bad, because you've been offended, how can you justify trespassing on somebody else's property and, uh, and, or, or on their life and taking their freedom away from them? I mean, doesn't, doesn't that seem contradictory, the whole idea that this is supposed to be a free country, except if you happen to have an American flag, then you can't do what you want with it? You are not trespassing if you're sending him fines in the mail. Yes, but if you go and take his, if you go and take his body and put it in a cell, that would require a trespass. 
Well, that's because he violated other sections by not paying a, a civil fine. It's the law, Ian. It's, it's the, the law. law. You know, we can just write down whatever the hell we want on paper, and if they don't right. jump through the hoops, it's not then about we'll just the morality. put them in a cell. Yeah, you don't feel I, like that's wrong? You don't feel like it's wrong to take someone's freedom away from them because they did something you disagreed with? It's not just me. Uh, I don't I, care oh. how many people. Oh, now you're going to appeal to majority? You're going to give me an, uh, what is it, an argumentum ad populum, an appeal to uh, popularity to say that, well, because most people are offended, therefore we should do something about this. I have to wear a helmet when I ride my motorcycle because... Not I'm in idiot. every state. No, but... It's because people have said, okay, hey, we don't like the laws. So how is it people in some states don't require everyone to wear helmets and other states they do? How do those other states survive? Exactly. Why should the government tell me what I can and cannot do? That's exactly our point. So why should the government tell this man what he can and cannot do with a piece of cloth that he has bought and paid for and is flying on his own property in the way he sees fit? I think that you should be free to ride your bike without a helmet, wherever it is that you are. And I think that if uh, more people just decided to go ahead and do that and not bow down to the arbitrary diktats of these people that are supposedly calling themselves representatives in in Tallahassee down there, uh, then if you went and, and drove around with no helmet on and were given a ticket for it, you could not pay that ticket and they would put you likely in a jail cell over it. But eventually, if enough people uh, disobeyed and non-cooperated in that way, they'd stop pulling people over for it. But unfortunately, most people are so obedient and so trained that whenever they're issued a ticket, they'll go ahead and pay it because otherwise it's inconvenient. You know, who wants to sit in jail for six days, right? Exactly. I agree with that. Exactly what you're saying. But that's never going to happen because... It's never going to happen because you said so, right? You mean mass civil disobedience is never going to happen? Is that what's never going to happen? Mass civil disobedience? That's what it's going to take, right? I mean, do you want want this to change, or do you want the legislature to just keep writing down stupid laws for you to obey? You know, what's the next thing they can do? What's the next thing they're going to do to tell you how to live your life? When will you draw the line? Think of it. You don't have to answer this question. When will it's just something to think about? When will you draw the line and say, okay, that's it. I, I'm tired of all of this absurdity. I'm tired of the micromanagement. I'm tired of all of the rules and regulations, and, I, and I'm not going to obey them. I'm not going to hurt anybody. I'm just not going to obey your stupid rules anymore. When, where is that line in the sand for you? Have you ever even thought about that? Thanks for the call, Bob. More on the way. Your calls about anything. Free Talk Live. They say we're hated for our freedoms. Their solution? Take away our freedoms. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. They spend both your lives and your money with reckless abandon. We're out of money now. We're operating uh, in deep deficits. One organization dares to dream of a world where nations compete for citizens instead of enslaving them. The Seasteading Institute is looking for pioneers to homestead the high seas and take civilization to the next level. Join the revolution at Seasteading. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Saturday edition of the program. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features and we give them away, including the bulletin board system with over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there from serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. Dot com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. By the way, I want to welcome our brand newest affiliate in Holland, Michigan, 1450 WHTC, 
on board for a couple of hours of our Saturday night show. So welcome to all of our Holland listeners. Technically, I think we were on for the first time last weekend, but I always like to make sure that everything went smoothly before I say hello. So welcome aboard. And the number is 800-259-9231. Just kind of one more observation on our, our last caller, Bob, who... Uh, on one on one hand, was very anti the idea of somebody flying a flag upside down to the point where he was willing to to punish that person for it. But on the other hand, felt like he was being abused by the the government for his desire to want to wear a to, or rather to not wear a helmet uh, while he was on his motorcycle. And is that the freedoms that uh, that were fought for the uh, the idea that you have to wear a, a helmet while you're on your motorcycle? It was an interesting juxtaposition. I, I think that's the. The, so common with people is they they see the problem with the state with the the force involved maybe not directly but they know that you know the way government does things is not always right it doesn't always come out fair but yet they still have their one or two issues that they want to hold on to that they really believe government force is necessary whether it's the flag whether it's uh you know speed limits on the roads to keep the, mm-hmm. the children safe or, or whatever government propaganda has told them over time that we need government for these reasons, and, you know, they may do some bad things here and there, Ian, but for the most part, they're good and they're keeping us safe. Right. And then there's also kind of this mentality of, uh, to some extent, a s- bit of Stockholm syndrome, where the uh, the people that are, are the captives of the terrorists, if you will, will start to identify with the terrorists. That's right. kind of what Stockholm syndrome is, and or they identify with their captors. And so a lot of people have gone through the ringer. I mean, they have gone through licensing, registration, and through all these hoops that the government puts up, whether it's for their business or in their personal life or just to, just to ride down the road. Uh, they've been through all of this, and it's been an awful experience. Anybody who's been to the DMV, I mean, I used to live down in Florida. I know that uh, that's where Bob was. Uh, I know how bad it is down there. It's, it's mm-hmm. awful. Uh, comparis- uh, comparison-wise, up here in New Hampshire, it's like nothing uh, being at the, the DMV here, but... It's it's not good. I mean, everybody kind of knows how abusive and uh, and awful the experience of dealing with the government is. But darn it, they had to go through it. So so does everybody else. That's you know, right. That's kind of the mentality, and and that's what you'll hear come up. For instance, if somebody gets caught for not paying federal income taxes, well, I have to pay income taxes. So should they? Why not? Why not cheer them on for having the courage to not pay these criminal gangsters? And that's what they are. Republicans, Democrats alike in Washington, D.C., they're criminals through and through and probably in most state legislatures as well. Well, because it's scary. I mean, if one or if a small group of people stop paying, then, you know, the the whole system starts to fall apart. It, it works because everybody contributes, Ian. And if if we let some people get away without contributing, what would happen? Yep, let's continue and talk to you about whatever's on your mind. Colin is also listening to WFLA down in Florida. Hey, Colin. Colin, you are on the air yeah, on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Okay. Yes, hello. How are you doing? Great. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I was just um, thinking um, I, I, I agree with um, the rights that a, that a citizen of America should be able to do um, as they choose as long as it's not causing harm um, or, or something like that to um, mm-hmm. someone else. And sure. When we look at this situation, like, we're really seeing the erosion of our rights um, in general, especially with the pe- passage of the Patriot Act. A lot of our rights are kind of null and void right now anyway, especially when we look at habeas corpus, you know, First Amendment rights, uh, searches and seizures, et cetera, et cetera. The government more so or less continues to just basically overthrow our rights for their own basic wants and needs and desires. And yes, it's really they do. Kind of getting to, it's really getting to a point where more and more people are starting to experience it. You know, 
as an African-American growing up in the country, I've always understood that, you know, sometimes laws can be unjust and that in some cases you have to stand up against them. And it's sad to see that more and more and more people, even in 2009, are um, experiencing this type of thing. And I think when, when more Americans wake up, then it'll change because it's really kind of silly. If a person has a flag and they want to fly it upside down, it's their personal property. And America was founded on property rights, Yeah, you know? You'd think and it's a no-brainer. I mean, it seems <clears throat> seems obvious that uh, it's it's theirs. They should be able to do what they want with it. But yet, people have this emotional attachment to it that completely uh, obliterates any sense of being able to be logical about this and say, "Oh, yeah, that does offend me." But I forgot for a moment that I, I'm not free to uh, I'm not to be free of offense in this country. If if there is free speech, inevitably you're going to come across something that's offensive. And the reason why free speech exists, supposedly, is is so that those offensive people can go and be offensive and that, uh, you know, to protect the offensive speech. We don't have to protect unoffensive speech. And so if you don't like what you're hearing, do your best to, uh, to avoid it or speak back. Uh, that's usually right. the best uh, solution for speech you don't like is to speak back more with what you have to say instead of trying to shut that person off because all that's going to do is just uh, that's just going to inflame things even more. I could totally agree. Now, if he went to, like, the city hall or something and, like, changed their flag or something or, like, a public flag and made that upside down, then I could understand the rationale of, okay, maybe he needs a, a, some sort of reprimand or something like that. But if it's his own personal property on his own, on his own property, I mean, that's just a totally different case. Whether you like it or not, if we're going to respect property rights in the country, then you just have to be upset about it and Colin, look the other way. Colin, what if he had gone out to, say, Central Square right in the middle of downtown and chose to burn the flag on pro- public property? No, it's his flag, his flag, but he chose to burn it. Uh, now, is there is that against the law? I'm uh, not sure. What that, we're not really asking not whether really. it's against the law. Oh, I'm just asking well, how you feel. Well, me personally, um, I wouldn't have a huge, huge problem with it. I wouldn't per se do it. Yeah. But um, if he wanted to do that with his flag that he bought, I don't see how that's any different than, I mean, a person putting a flag on a piece of panties and, and in the way we export the flag in other ways, I mean, you can find mm-hmm. flags on a women's underwear. Is that okay? <laughs> Where can you get so, those I mean, women's underwear with flags? <laughs> so, I mean, Google. So, I mean, it's kind of like you can't pick and choose what you choose to be offended by. Like, you either accept freedom for what it is, and freedom can sometimes cause chaos, which is the point, because everybody has a choice, or you don't believe in freedom. It's really kind of you have freedoms or you don't. And I, I, I like love what you have to say. I, I generally agree with everything, though. I would point out that freedom doesn't really cause chaos. If you actually have freedom, it's likely that would lead to a voluntary order. That tends to be the way uh, the absence of rule, absence of arbitrary governmental rule uh, would, would lead things to work. But great call tonight, Colin, and thank you for making it. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time. Well thought out. Yeah, freedom of speech really um, allows things to progress, allows critical thinking to be out there in uh, the marketplace of ideas. Yes. And I think government schools really tend to kind of clamp down on that and teach people, oh, no, no, you don't question the government. You just do what we tell you and right. everything will be okay. We're in charge. We're keeping everybody safe. You can say other things. Just don't say things Not about, about the flag. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Brian, listening to WSCFM in South Carolina. Hello, Brian. Hi, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, not much. Um, I was just going to talk about the flag. Um, yes, sir. Well, a lot of what I was going to say you already said. I don't want to be too redundant, but 
I agree with uh, what you're saying. You can't pick and choose which freedoms are free. You can't pick and choose what you want to allow. I was in the military for a few years, back a couple years ago, and a lot of people were getting upset because there were people boycotting the war, and they're like, you have to support your soldiers, you have to support the war because you're an American. And I was like, no, they don't. I was like, we're over here defending their freedom to hate us or to disagree with us. Now, what would you have to say? Now, earlier, and I I appreciate where you're coming from, and I understand that, uh, but what would you have to say to to what I had said earlier this hour, and that is that uh, you weren't, in point of fact, defending my freedom? Oh, well... Uh, I would agree with you on that. Okay, okay, thank goodness. Uh, I don't know. If, if you've got a little more, we can bring it back here in a moment. Uh, 800-259-9231. And I don't think that my freedom was defended in any conflict in the in the 20th century. Mine either. Nope. Um, 1-800-259-9231. I didn't choose any of that. I don't want to be associated with it. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian here with you. And Sam. Sam joining us from ObscuredTruth.com, filmmaker, uh, documentarian, overall great liberty activist. Uh, Definitely check his stuff out at ObscuredTruth.com. As we continue taking your calls about anything, that is the point of the show. It is the Saturday edition of Free Talk Live, and you can join us online at FreeTalkLive.com. If you like the show and you like what we're doing here on Free Talk Live, you want to help support the program, you can do that by shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is you need to buy, they've got dozens of categories, even used items. If you need to save a few extra bucks, get them at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. As we go back to Brian listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina. Brian, you're back on Free Talk Live. Wanted to make sure you had a chance to get all your thoughts out. So go ahead. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just going to respond to your uh, question. I understand what you're saying, how you weren't any a part of what I was doing over there. Uh, I actually did, I didn't sign up after. I was actually, actually just signed up for the military to get uh, money for school. There are a lot and, of people. I mean, I'm sure you know this. There are a lot of people that do that. Was that your experience over there and the people that you met? Yep. And I, there was a lot of people that were signed up after 9-11 because that wasn't me. I don't think that uh, that was a retaliatory response. I think there were other reasons. I, I mean, I actually have a different uh, opinion about the war. I mean, I think it was done for some very wrong reasons, and I don't think it was justified. But the end result, like a lot of people that I talked to, just got a taste of freedom and just loved it over there. And for that reason, I was okay with not my being over there, and I didn't have to kill anybody, so... <laughs> Um, I wasn't too upset about it, but I, I had to deal with the military or with the government uh, in my life. I was I spent four years in, and then I went to get out, and they said, "Nope, you're going to be stop laws." Oh and no! Next year. Oh wow! Like, how did that um, How so, did that feel when you found out that uh, that you were stop lost? Which, for our listeners that that may not know, uh, that is basically where they just get to exercise their arbitrary power and say, "Well, you know, we you signed this piece of paper and we own you, so we're just going to keep you here as long as we want." Um, it was devastating because I was ready to get out. I had spent my four years in. I actually organized a petition. I uh, wrote my senator and I organized a petition and signed. Like I got all the signatures in my unit because we, a lot of us were getting stop lost to 
um, it was wrong because in my contract it says, I mean, it says that I can be extended only in time of war. Which they never declared and war. Exactly. They never declared <laughs> war. But, oh, hey, con- live and learn, right? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. some people have to learn this the hard way, and that is that when you deal with the government, the terms can be changed at any time. So it doesn't matter that you signed a contract with them. They are an arbitrary, co- coercive monopoly uh, with the use of force, and they will do what they want to do, and there's really not much you can do about it. You could always challenge it in their courts, which are run by their judges, and try to get some sort of a fair judgment in your favor. Yeah, that's a crapshoot, uh, but usually it doesn't work out too well for people. Hey, Brian, has the uh, yeah. money money for school, has that worked out? Because I see a lot of the statistics, and it shows that the you know the promises made up front, we'll pay for your school, we'll do this. Uh, the statistics show that that rarely happens, that it's a much smaller case than what they claim. Oh, it's, uh, it's worked for me. That's I've good to know. Using, I, I, I went to a community college instead of a four-year degree. and Actually, I'm in uh, my master's degree right now in healthcare field. And I love it. Well, that's good to know. Some good. some people they've tried some funny business with as far as uh, deciding that they didn't qualify later on for whatever reason for the uh, for the assistance. And I, I want to thank you for the call tonight and the conversation. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. You bring up anything, we go to Johnny listening to WFLA in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Johnny. Hey, guys. What's hey. up? Hey, What's listen. Up? I, uh, I absolutely love you guys' show. Um, I wanted... What one thing that I wanted to tell you, and um, you can verify this. I live in Lakeland, and in the Lakeland Ledger today, a sentencing uh, was printed today in Saturday's edition. You can look at this online. Um, there was a principal at a school a few months back who was arrested and charged with child pornography, and what they found was like a nudie magazine, Hustler, Penthouse, what have you, in his briefcase. Okay. Well, well, on these images was faces of little girls. I mean, when I say little girls, I mean teenage girls. Yeah. Taped, taped over the women's bodies. Okay. Um, <laughs> just out of, got, just a question: Were the the girls that the photos were taped, uh, the the heads or whatever, were they from the school that he worked at? Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, now he he oh. claims that he he didn't put this magazine in his briefcase. I mean, that's that, you know, of course he's going to claim true? that whether he. But but the the point being is that he did it, and then another guy, after seeing this on the news, he taped little girls' faces inside a magazine, and these are both in the articles. But on July 1st, he pled guilty and got five years. Oh, the principal got found guilty. He was facing up to 25 years, and he got five years. Now, what my my complete beef with this is the fact that there were no children harmed. This was not child pornography. Absolutely. What scares right. me. What scares me is my enemies, politically or otherwise, can now go to the store, buy a penthouse, tape some little girls' pictures to the yep. faces of these women, and throw it in my car or my home or whatever, and guess what? I now have child pornography. Absolutely. It's a very disturbing trend, and it doesn't stop there. Uh, it, it's also now getting into the world of uh, complete fantasy, where somebody will have a picture, and I have a story about We're not going to have time to get into it tonight, but we, it's marked for a future show. Um, where there's a guy who received some uh, Japanese manga or something like that, or anime, basically, that depicts...
depicted <clears throat> depicted a, a little girl being molested by a dog or something like that. Something really right. sick. Uh, and it was just a depiction, just a, a drawing, essentially, or a series of drawings. Uh, no little girls were harmed in the making of this cartoon, but yet he was charged with you know receiving obscenity or something like that. The same sort of deal where because these guys have maybe some thoughts that would be offensive to people, should they actually act on their thoughts, that that should be a criminal act. That the, 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 the act of thinking, the act of, of, of drawing what you're thinking uh, is somehow cr- a crime now in America, and it's happening more and more often. I wonder how much the, the, just the fact that this guy is a principal at a government school influenced these charges. I mean, clearly taking pictures and, and pasting them over bodies of naked women is not somebody that I would want overseeing my children. Right. But if it's, they didn't bring him up on criminal charges... You know how hard it is to fire a teacher. How hard would it be to fire a principal? Well, I, I'm sure that if uh, if you're dealing with kids and he seems like a real sicko, it Union's probably wouldn't pretty be powerful. It probably wouldn't be that hard. <clears throat> he might get demoted to a janitor. That way, he could keep his pension. Um, <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, it's a good point nonetheless that uh, government bureaucrats are very hard to fire. But that should have been the end of this. I mean, it should have yeah. been. He should have been if they were even his, which maybe they were planted there. Who knows? But if they were his, and that was to, there was a way to determine that, then firing him would have been enough, and outing him as a weirdo, maybe. Uh, but jail time? I, I find it outrageous that, that, that taxpayers would have to pay to keep somebody in a jail cell that's never harmed another person. Yeah, well, hey, I thank you guys for what you do. There's a train coming by. It's going to get loud, so I'll talk to you another Johnny, time. Johnny, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, and it's... Remember, there was a story about the Simpsons porn. Uh, there was yes. a guy that had, if you go online and you look for your favorite cartoon character and you put nude or something next to that or sex or whatever, if you search for uh, adult photos of your favorite cartoon character, there's probably a picture out there of Captain America with his pants down uh, and, you know, having sex with strawberry shortcake. I mean, there's stuff like that all over the Internet. So somebody had gotten themselves a picture of the Simpsons characters engaging in an incestual relationship and that's weird and disturbing all at once no doubt about it but it's not criminal there's no victim yeah but he was charged i don't remember what the charge was but it was another one of those kind of child porn slash obscenity charges and how that has got to be disturbing uh, for people but i'm sure there are people out there listening saying yeah put those sickos away people are weird and that's just it that the weirdos should be free to be weird as long as they aren't actually hurting some little boy or something like that. Yeah, I mean, what if somebody wants to have sex with a goat in their front yard? <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that's they should pretty check their restrictions. There's something wrong with that person, but that doesn't mean that I want him put in jail. That no. doesn't mean that I want to pay to keep him in jail. And uh, you know, I think ostracism has a place in the in the market. And ostracism is can... incredibly powerful, and it's a yes. lot cheaper than jail. Free, almost. Yeah, I mean, they're they're spending eighty something dollars a day, at least here in New Hampshire. Some other places it might be more expensive to to keep somebody in a jail cell. Then you're having to feed that person. You're having to pay to to keep that person alive. Whereas if you just ostracize the guy, take a video of him, put it up on YouTube, and everybody in that town is going to find out about that video. Go watch it, and and uh, he might gonna... have trouble buying groceries the next week because yeah. of that. I mean, that's the power that ostracism can have, and it, and then nobody else 
is responsible for taking care of him. But now everybody's responsible, when this principal goes to jail, for feeding him for the next 25 years. Great. Great system. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Hour 2 is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the Saturday edition of the program. You can dial in and bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231, or comment on where we've already been so far. Uh, We've talked about flag burning, flying flags upside down, the freedom to do what you want with your property. Uh, We've also ended up on the military and the idea of child pornography, or or actually the, the thought of uh, child pornography, in that there was a guy last hour, apparently we were told that a, a school principal was found allegedly with pictures of grown women with photos, the heads of the uh, the girls, some of the girls that go to the school, uh, kind of just taped onto the grown women. Just a weird, bizarre finding. But this guy's facing 25 years in prison. He didn't touch anybody. There are no allegations that he molested some some kid. Nobody's been harmed. He may be a weirdo, but... Does he deserve to go to jail? Yeah, so, I mean, there there was no victim. If this was my daughter, I'm not going to be very happy about what he did. I'm taking my daughter to a different school. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the guy shouldn't go to jail. And we talked about ostracism and all that. So you can comment on any of that or whatever you want. 800-259-9231. We pick up by going right back to your calls. Adam is in South Carolina listening to WSCFM. Hey, Adam. Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was uh, calling about the flag. Um Two things. You mentioned flag burning and flying flags upside down. Yes, sir. And uh, there's something I wanted to bring up. First of all, with the flag burning, someone wants to burn their flag as long as they're doing doing it with the fire in a controlled, safe manner. I've got no problem with that. Right on. But the other thing with the flying the flag upside down, that actually has meaning to it. And I've been in and out, so I don't know if someone's brought this up. But flying the flag upside down is about equivalent to dialing 911. I mean, that's a sign of distress. It means someone here is in trouble. Come help. Yeah, it can be. Like, there's something wrong in the building. Please come help us. But how often is that really (laughs) used? Yeah, see, I can't really say because I learned that from the Navy, and I'm not sure how widely known that is in the civilian world. But, you know, to me, I could understand, you know, them saying, hey, look, you know, this means something. Don't do it. And maybe finding a person if the cops have to come out to rescue someone that's not actually in trouble again. Yeah, the cops aren't the cops aren't trained to respond to that as a sign of distress. I mean, the cops, uh, first of all, aren't they aren't obligated to respond in any way, shape, or form to any signs that you give them. Uh, But most of the while, the cops may understand that that is a sign of distress. I think it's usually used in the in the context of 
like, America is under distress, so I'm flying the flag upside down. And in this guy's case, it was because he had been denied a liquor permit, and, you know, he thought he, that this was a free country. He figured he'd be able to get a permit if he just failed, jumped through the right hoops, but... Uh- Adam, they denied it. Yeah. What is it? I would put maybe a, a caveat there. If you want to hang it upside down, post your protest or complaint underneath it. That way, it's not a bad idea. Be like, okay, it's protesting. At least then you're explaining yeah. why you're doing it to anybody that might be interested. I think that's a that's a fine idea. Exactly. In that case, you know, again, it's, it's freedom of speech. You know, that that's one of the the founding pillars of this country, and you can't start taking away. You know, taking that away from people. What but, is it, Adam? What is it you suppose that gets people so upset when it comes to burning an American flag? Now, if it was Walmart's flag, there would be a lot of people out there probably cheering them on because people love to hate the big corporations. How about the but, UN? How about the UN flag? Yeah. I burned one of those. What is it yeah, about the American flag that people get so upset about? Well, there's. It probably goes back. Uh, in my mind, I think it probably goes back to. Uh, uh, all the the older wars, the wars that actually you know had a little bit more meaning, maybe uh, World War II and prior. The American flag was used as such a rallying symbol for people that it became a symbol of much more than just hey, this is our country's identification. So, symbol of nationalism, of people, you mean? Yeah, it's... yeah, a symbol of nationalism, but also more than that. You know, it became people began to associate that with uh, you know symbolic of their their friends and loved ones that might have died in a war or. You know, and, and they associate it with, with personal emotions rather than, you know, hey, this is a piece of cloth. So a lot of people, especially people, you know, that are former service, tend to take it as a personal affront. Now, let, let me also make it clear. If someone's burning a flag, then I'm likely to walk up to them and have some seriously strong words with that person. I'm not going to turn it violent because unless, you know, they start it. But, uh, you know, I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. I actually find it offensive, but that doesn't mean it's criminal. Do you do you find a, it a very fine line? Do you find it offensive because it kind of goes? It, it essentially shocks the nationalism, if you will. I mean, you've been just like we all have indoctrinated fairly heavily with the idea of waving flags and apple pie and all that. Uh, it just kind of flies in the face of that, and it's just so offensive in in that way. Or are you offended because you really love the federal government and what it does? Actually, it, it goes to more than that. I love what this country stands for, not what it's actually currently doing. Uh-huh. There's a big difference there. I, you know, I love the founding ideals, the, uh, you know, most of the Constitution. Um, you know, there's a, you know, you can't pick and choose, but there are definitely some uh, later editions that I'd like to have removed. I have an absurd but, um, question. I have an absurd question for you. I mean, with all that in mind. If you could, if you could now, this is ludicrous. If you could set the flag on fire, let's say you had your own flag, and you could set it on fire and torch the flag, and then uh, the instant you finished uh, burning that flag, the federal government disappeared. Would you burn the flag? Um, you know that that actually, you know, yes, it is absurd, but it's also uh, it makes you think a little bit. The federal government right now, yeah, I think we can do without it. <laughs> Thanks for the, the call. Uh, Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That was was a very honest answer. Yeah, where's my lighter? (laughs) (laughs) If it was only that easy. uh, Yeah, the federal government is absolutely out of control, and it has been. And I'm sorry, it's not just because of Barack Obama. It's because of all of the previous uh, bureaucrats that have been in there for all of the past decades. Chipping away at freedoms, adding on to their own power, and getting more and more egregious. Who's the worst president ever? The current one. Yeah, exactly. Um, because you're right, they build off of one another's tyranny. So one president uh, enacts several new tyrannical measures, and the others embrace those when they take office and then act some more new ones on top. 
And I was talking with uh, Cynthia this morning. She's one of the local city councilors on a on a talk show that's only aired locally here in, in Keene uh, called Talkback. Well, actually, it does air on the Liberty Radio Network at libertyradionetwork.com. But was talking with her about this idea of the, you know, the federal government, the idea of declaring independence again and saying the hell with this. You know, we're out of here. What's what's the benefit in staying with this federal government concept? And she said, honestly, that she never really thought about it before, but she thinks she likes the idea of being in the United States. And I said, well, why? Is it nostalgia? As she said, she never really even considered why she likes being in the United States as though she's in anything. I mean, the United States is just a a government. That's the name for the government. There's America. There's North America. That's kind of the the continent that uh, that we're all on here, the particular landmass that we're in. We're all in that, so to speak. But we're not in, most of us at least, if we're not federal employees, we're not in the United States government. So again, it's back to that whole flag-waving nationalism, this this fervor, uh, this feeling that, that people get because they've been so heavily indoctrinated. And you did point out the, the pledge earlier, uh, Sam, but we didn't. We neglected to mention that if you start digging around on the Internet and you look at, uh, the, uh, the, you look at what the, the pledge was back when it, when it first came out in the late 1800s, number one, it was written by a socialist, a national socialist. I think he actually called himself a Christian socialist. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he was basically a Nazi, uh, Francis Bellamy. He also happened to be, I believe, a flag salesman. And so he wrote the Pledge of Allegiance for the purposes of helping him uh, sell more flags and for the purpose of indoctrinating the American people, and specifically the American youth, into the idea of nationalism and to, uh, to worship uh, this symbol of coercive go- of government. That's what the, the flag really symbolizes, to me at least. I know that people feel like it stands for freedom. Of course, anybody that looks at our situation today would admit that we don't have freedom in this country. So I think it's important to point out the real history of the flag that most people don't know. Plus, go and find the pictures. I think it's Rex Curry that has them up on his website, rexcurry.net. He actually has pictures of American school children doing the, uh, the, the Roman salute to the flag. You may have seen the Roman salute before. Hitler did a version of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nazis in, uh, in Germany did a, did a version of that. And so what happened was Hitler adopted the Roman salute. And so in the United States, they changed it from a Roman salute to the flag to the hand over the heart. That's the, that's the part of the story that most Americans don't know. They sure as hell don't teach you that in high school. Well, and it just goes to show you how effective the indoctrination and this idea of, you know, this is your government and, and you are in control of it and you can change it and it's it's ours. <laughs> we all share this thing and, you know, we have to have it. Anybody that thinks they can change Washington, D.C. Dreaming. Yeah, they are in a complete fantasy world. Uh, anybody that thinks that they're going to be able to elect the right people to office. You can change it. I mean, you can grow government in one way or another, but try and reduce it, try and get it back to the principles, Thank the constitution that. the other yeah. guy was uh, talking about earlier. Yeah, changing it in Good a uh, a pro-freedom direction, I guess you're right, to be more specific. Uh, that's not bloody likely. In fact, I don't think it's even possible. Mm-mm. Because look where we are today, and there have been people forever saying, I'm going to rein it in, turn around this thing, this more freedom. Yeah, it hasn't happened. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark has yep. rejoined yeah, the program. I, I, I finally made it to the wonders of modern technology. The plane was a little late. You were down in Las Vegas, is that right? Yeah, over in Las Vegas, yes. 
Yeah, I guess it's down and over. It's both of those, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, Freedom Fest is where you are at. I don't know if you have any interesting stories, but if you do, you're going to have to hold them because we have a lot of calls. We have a lot of... It's Saturday night. It is should. Saturday night, and the number is 800-259-9231. And I'd like to point out that I don't have any idea what the conversations have been like, but I want the listeners to know that I don't necessarily agree with these two nuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you might agree with us on, on tonight's topic. Uh, we started things out with somebody who was flying his flag upside down in protest of not getting a liquor license after having spent $200,000 remodeling a, a business. Of a Iraqi war vet? Yeah, yep. that story. Uh, and so that's kind of where we started things out here, and we've gone from there to a principal who is looking at 25 years in jail because he had pictures of adult women with photos of the, like, por- a porn magazine of adult women with pictures of the teens that went to the school that he was, uh, te- or that he was a principal of. Head stuck Their on heads the, stuck on. Digitally was, imposed. Yeah. So Interesting. Facing, facing child porn charges. It's so. not child porn, but it's weird. It's weird, and he shouldn't spend 25 years in jail. Maybe ostracized, maybe fired, uh, but... Fired sounds like the place yeah. to start. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say uh, ostracization and firings. All right, so we continue taking your calls, and ladies first, Hillary is on the line listening to WFLA in Tampa. Hello, Hillary. Hello? Hi, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Hi. Um, I was just listening earlier. You were talking to a young man uh, who was saying his military contract was violated by stop loss. was the first thing he said. And actually, that's incorrect. There is no such thing as a four-year enlistment. They actually, in your contract, tack on either two or four years of what they call inactive reserve, during which time you can be called back at any time for any reason. Now, Hillary, I, I found out I found this out in the last uh, few, couple few years because I've been watching these stories, and I've never signed up for the military. But um, I'm wondering when they do the recruitment. I've seen so many stories of recruiters lying to young recruits about um, things that were just patently untrue and not mm-hmm. in the contract. What you're saying is true, but do they tell? Kids, that they. Yeah, I thought it was a four-year enlistment. You had the choice of a two-year, a four-year, or a six-year enlistment, and that was it. And I want to know: Do they inform these kids when they sign up? Hey, you're signing up for four years, but really, it's eight, and we can pull you back anytime we feel like it. I mean, is that explicitly on the contract? Do they point it out to them? Do they say it to them? They should. They should, but they lie. Like the the stories, their stories over and over. That's fine, but mine did tell me the truth. But as you're going through your um, where you're where you're taking your oath and signing up, okay. they tell you then when you go in to have all of that. And you, if you don't take the oath, you can turn around and go home. So they do explain it all as you're going in. Yes, the recruiters lie. My recruiter told me that I could go into journalism, broadcasting, and I ended up in engineering. It's you know, it's really uh, sure. It's, it's, they're, they're salespeople, and they're sales not people don't Good salespeople do not lie, and that's, yeah. that's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> yeah, well, what? and what they're selling you is essentially enslavement for a certain period of years. Uh, yeah, you're getting paid, I understand I've that, signed but... plenty of employment contracts. None of them included going to jail if I decided I didn't want to finish out the term. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, but they are under a whole different set of rules. The other thing I just wanted to address rules, real quick One more was, thing before um, you get to that. Rules, I'd like to point out that can be arbitrarily changed at any time during their contract. So if the government decided they wanted to extend that deal out to another two years of service, uh, they'd be able to do that, and there would be very little that the soldier could do. And they also extended terms, uh, tours of duty, while these people were over fighting in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. They just said, oh, you're staying an extra six months. Yeah, it was supposed to be one year, and then they decided it's going to be 18 months. Look at all the ways they screw the veterans. 
I'm not I'm not defending that. It sure. happened to my daughter. I'm oh, just boy. saying that the stop loss is is um is not a violation of the contract per se. Gotcha. Um the what other else? thing is when he said that he only went in to get money for education, mm-hmm. a lot of people might do that, but that that absolutely infuriates me. It's like you're going in, you're defending our country. You're not going off to a country club somewhere where you can sit at Patrick Air Force Base out on Cocoa Beach, which I got to do for a little while and was pretty cool. But you're, you have to understand the ramifications of going in the military. Just because you only went in to get money for school doesn't mean that you're not going to be put in harm's way. If, oh, you, sure. picked, if you picked a group of adults that were least likely to, to understand the ramifications of their decisions, <laughs> what group of adults would that be? The group of adults, I would say probably... Um, I'll take Alzheimer's first, and I'll take young adults that they recruit for the military second. Yeah. I mean, they, they do target some of the dumbest adults on the planet, and that's just what they do. Oh, you know, I take offense at that. I have two kids in the military, both you, of them over you 150 IQ, and I'm retired. Do you think your kids are smarter and wiser than well, you are? My daughter's an aeronautical engineer. My son's an electrical engineer. Uh, I'm not talking about their book book learning knowledge here, uh, Hillary. Uh I'm talking about their wisdom when it comes to signing contracts, making agreements, um, knowing how some people will lie to them or manipulate them. I'm talking about those Uh, that that level of understanding and knowledge. uh, No, my daughter is a lot smarter than I am when it comes to stuff like that. My son is my son's a little bit on the dingbat side. Hillary, who would be easier to recruit into a military contract? An electrical engineer who could get a job in the private industry, make $100,000 a year, or uh, some guy who's in a lower-income neighborhood working at McDonald's? Um, Easier to recruit as an enlisted person, the guy working at McDonald's. Again, my son's an electrical engineer, and he's going into the military. Hey, okay. certainly the military hires some high-end people, no doubt about it. But what it hires a lot more of is uh, soft bodies to catch hard bullets. Thanks for the call tonight, Hillary. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Jim listening to, uh, in Canton, Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Jim. Uh, I've been listening for 36 minutes, and I'd like to say the fellow doing the most talking up there at the microphone is sowing a bit of confusion. He needs to understand there's between being a man and being a person. What's the difference Explain, between being a please. man and being a person? Yeah, I need to understand there's between rights and privileges, the difference between uh, <laughs> volunteering and being forced. Okay, so and, what is the context that you're, uh, you're talking about this in? Go ahead. But I think you're, you're very frivolous about what you have to say when you don't understand how the law is implemented and how the status and jurisdiction and venue issues and the formalities are actually used to make fools of the people who don't understand because they gain no literacy in their government school system. What is it you're referring to exactly? Like you're kind of Help beating us around the bush. Enlighten us. Yeah. We are government-educated morons. Please let us know. Well, as a very sanguine example, if any one of you opens a savings or checking account at the pseudo-bank, read the contract above your signature. And How many people go- there... How many people there can quote the contract they signed to get into the financial system run by the banksters? I, th- none of us can, can uh, quote the, any of the contracts we likely signed for do our you, Do you feel like enlightening us, sir? Go ahead. Well, I don't know. Maybe 25 years ago, a long time ago, I saw the contract when I signed up. And I wanted to and point out that that's the old method of surveillance in which the check blanks have an address and name and maybe a spouse's name, even a phone number. And those microfilm records from your financial dealings keep in track keep track of you for many years of your life. And I tried to avoid that starting 30 years ago because I wouldn't have anything but two initials and last name on a, on a check blank. Also, 
on the signature card, the last account I opened for checking, and I don't know that I can do it anymore because they're quite suspicious and, you know, uh, I would say imposing upon them. Does anybody have any idea what he's talking about? Not really. We're being tricked by the the financial industry. (laughs) Thanks for the call. More on the way. You bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And Sam has stepped away. Uh, Sam from the Obscure Truth Network. He's a busy guy. He's got a lot going on. Uh, He's working on editing and video, I think, tonight. So hopefully that'll be up sometime maybe this weekend if we're lucky. He does some great work. Obscuretruth.com, his website. Thanks to him for sitting in for you, Uh, Mark, as you return from Vegas tonight at the Freedom Fest, which, I don't know, maybe one of these days later this week we'll talk about it. The phones are loaded up. That's what the show's about. Your calls, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like a podcast. Audible has over 60,000 titles from which you can choose every genre. Audible has it covered. Get your free audiobook download when you sign up today. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL, like Free Talk Live. Audiblepodcast.com slash FTL for your free audiobook. As we continue taking your calls about anything, we go to Bob, listening in Watertown at WTNY. Hey, Bob. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, I was just, you know, just to take the opposite side, you know, concerning this flag issue, uh, my basic question is, you know, is anything sacred? You know, where where do we draw the line? You know, where, where? Uh, one caller brought up the point that, um, you know, to some people, you know, when you desecrate the flag, you're dishonoring the men and women that died uh, in defense of our country. I think I think that that alone is a good enough point. Well, how about we draw the line? At, of, how about we draw the line at your property rights, where if it's your property, you can do what you want with it, as long as you aren't harming other people. I know that the Hindus don't like it when I eat a hamburger. So, should we not offend the Hindus? Well, you know, it, like I said, is there a line? Yes, it's line? your property line. Yes, the line is where where it is on your. You know, when they gave you that little map when you bought your house, there. That's where the line is. So, so, it, so it's all right for for Ku Klux Klaners to. Uh, to burn a cross on their property. You betcha. I I, I would be, uh, I'm of the opinion that it is a horrible practice, um, but however, I I think that a man has the right to do it. I I may not agree with his act, but I fight to the death to support his act. I find them uh, despicable, those people. I don't uh, don't appreciate them at all. I wouldn't associate with them. I wouldn't associate with them, nor would I, if I was opening, you know, if I had some sort of public business, I would not allow them in. If I knew who they were, I would not allow them into my business. So I would do what I could to ostracize people like that, but... um, uh, to actually harm them in some way, to take away their freedom? Uh, no, no, not at all. Any other thoughts, Bob? Uh, okay, here, here's my last thought. Yeah. Um, how, how about you know, you know, um, where you open a pornography shop uh, on your on your property, and, and you're you're um, you know you're in the middle of a town where a lot of kids go by. You mm. know, what about that? 
Well, there, there's an abundance of towns in this nation where there are pornography shops right on the main drag. And, you know, I'm from, I'm from Bradenton, Florida. There's a strip club uh, right there on 14th Street called the, the Peekaboo Lounge. I lived, my grandmother lived around in a very nice neighborhood right around the corner from it. I saw the Peekaboo Lounge every day when I went to Bradenton Christian School. And somehow... It, I, I, you know, I, I managed to grow up okay, I guess. Right. I mean, even if they'd actually had one of the girls uh, shaking her boobs out in front. Uh, they used topless. to have the entrance in the front, and there were more than one accident uh, with right? people trying to get a free look. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't really see what the problem would be. That if, would be a problem. The, well, the, the door in front's a problem. I, I, you know, you guys have given me something to think about, honestly. Thank you. But, but I, I will say this. I'm, I'm concerned about our nation in general concerning what is sacred, you know. Um, I mean, you know, everybody honoring Michael Jackson, considering some of the stuff he's done, and, and, and you know, just flipping out over the guy. You know, this is one example. Maybe I'm not supposed to say that, but... No, no. You know, I, 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 you know, I find I find a lot of the things that Michael Jackson was accused of to be pretty damning, and there's some evidence out there. I don't know. I, I, I just You'll don't know. know now. We'll never know now. <laughs> there's, there's no way to know. It seems very suspicious to me. But I suppose there's a possibility one in a million of grown men could want to hang out with other people's children and be completely platonic and have a, <laughs> and likely have a drug and alcohol problem. We were just playing checkers. <laughs> I, I don't know. Naked. Hey, uh, whatever. I just, I just said, you know, I, thanks for, for for taking my call. Hey, thank you for uh, making me so I, I am concerned. So. Well, well, thank you. I appreciate the call, and I, I thank you for your for your patience tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And and I do share his concerns about the the obsession with pop culture and celebrity that Americans have. And you know, everybody should have their hobbies. And if it, if your hobby is to to really dig into who's marrying who and who's going to be in what film next and all of that stuff about the, the Hollywood world or Michael Jackson and the singers and Britney Spears, whoever and whatever. If that's your hobby, great. If that's how you like to spend your time is thumbing through People magazine and uh, Star or whatever other uh, publications there are out there, uh, then that's, that's great. That's your business. But it is, it, it is disturbing to me on some level that people are so – they're so inculcated with that that they don't even really pay attention to what's actually happening that can affect their lives. Right. Whether Brad uh, breaks up with Aunt, uh, Jennifer or gets together with some other chick is not really going to have an effect on your life, but what the government does next right. week Studying will. how socialized medicine really will sink this nation, maybe that, that's more important. It's boring, I'll give you that, yeah. and you should have the time to be able to, uh, to, to look through those magazines if that's what you want to do with your time. However... You're, you're, uh, you know, putting yourself, your family, and everyone else in danger by not paying attention to the, you know, what the, what the, what the thieves are doing in Washington D.C. Let's continue. You can bring up anything. Well, I and mean, if you pay attention, you might come to the conclusion there's nothing you can do about it, which is true. There's really nothing you can do about them, but there is something you can do about the the theft of the federal government in general and government oppression and all that. And we'll talk about the Free State Project here in a little while. But let's keep taking your calls. And go to uh, across the pond to the UK where Jock is on the line on the amp line. Hey, Jock. Hi there. I hope you can hear me properly. I'm on Skype, unfortunately. Sounding great. Go ahead. All right. Okay. Um, um, it was just a piece about the principal and the child pornography that caught my attention. Yes, sir. Um, I thought you might like to know that over here, um, that just this year, we've had a, a bill in Parliament called the Coroners and Justice Bill, which contains like all these bills do, hundreds of new criminal laws, um, mm. one of which um, is about child pornography. And um, 
in line with um, UNICEF, who have petitioned various governments around the world, it makes illegal, um, it, may, it counts as child pornography, um, drawings, mm. so cartoons or anything like that. And even drawings, even, even depictions of, say, two 18-year-olds having sex where there might be a younger person in the room, that counts as a, a criminal child pornography. It's crazy. It's it, it is it is crazy to me. I certainly I, I think it's weird the idea that somebody would want to look at or draw pictures of of you know young people uh, having sex. However, especially like children, children having sex. That's that's very bizarre to me. However, I don't believe that a crime's been committed unless there's a victim. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to show me a victim, and in which case, well, then we can talk about a crime. But if there's no victim, then as far as I'm concerned, there's no crime. Oh yeah, but this would even this would even outlaw, for for instance, if you had a, a legitimate uh, movie film, feature film that had you know two over sixteen year olds legally having sex. If you made a screen capture of that, then that possession of that would become child pornography. Yeah, it's bizarre that many countries around the world, uh, including many many of the states in the United States, um, an adult can have sex with a sixteen year old mm-hmm. and it's legal. However, if you were to take a picture of that 16-year-old, uh, you know, having sex with that 16-year-old, that would then be child porn. The 16-year-old can't even take the picture. Right. As a matter of fact, a 14-year-old guy can have sex with a 16-year-old girl and take a picture of it, and he's committed child porn. And yeah. they've put young men like that in prison for this yes. stuff. And this is where these witch hunts go. When you turn over a witch hunt like child pornography to... Well, the most inefficient organization on the planet, which is government, whether, you know, I'm not saying the United States government is the worst. I'm, all governments are inefficient. When you turn them over to an organization like government that's inefficient and, and dangerous, and it doesn't, they have no accountability for what they do, then you're going to get disastrous results. It's and not just that are. they're inefficient, Mark. It's that their only tool they have is violence. So they're inefficient and violent at the same time, and they don't know how to be persuasive. They don't know how to. A they do know how. They don't have to. Government wouldn't. They're not incentivized. Right. Them. They they would uh, they wouldn't know ostracism if it hit them in the face. They have no reason to uh, to engage in ostracization when they could put somebody in a jail cell and increase the budget of the uh, the prison system. Thank you for the call, John. Good call. Yeah. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up what you want. Dial in, take control of the airwaves. That's what we call it, Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. It is the Saturday edition of the program, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. Oh, and Mark's microphone isn't on. It's right now. <laughs> Mark. All right, 800-259-9231. Hey, join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features. We give them all away. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote us. Just go to promote.freetalklive.com. There's a whole list of things you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. As we go to your phone calls, Tom, listening in Thomasville, Georgia, to WFLA-FM. Hey, Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. How you doing? Hey, great. What's um, on your mind tonight? I kind of have to agree with the, the guy that uh, flew the flag upside down and kind of indirectly. I was a Boy Scout and like to call her earlier. Uh, it's a sign of distress. And to be honest with you, with the government the way it is right now, I'm kind of in distress. And I'm a businessman. Uh, actually, I'm a physician in a two-doctor practice. And, uh, oh, wow. I have 10 employees. I have health insurance for my employees. And I have four daughters that are going to have to take care of this deficit. Anyway... 
You know, I, I totally is, agree I with you. you guys. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I kind of want to talk about the healthcare situation. Please. But let me ask you, um, when you buy a house, you pay property tax, correct? Unfortunately. And where does that, where does that tax money go? Too many places. Um, well, a bunch of thieves take but, it. But it basically <laughs> provides services for the people that own the house. Uh, Allegedly. Yeah, well, it provides services. Whether the people own the house, use the services or not, is non is a non-issue. They're going to provide the services whether you want them or not, or whether you agree with right, them or not. Basically, my, my point is this. As a physician, you know, what would you, from my standpoint, what would you say are the three major contributors to our health care crisis that are, that are caused by things people do? You know, well, I would say smoking, um, smoking, and uh, perhaps eating red meat and uh, you know, uh, candy. Well, you're correct. It's smoking, alcohol, and, and fast food. As okay. a physician, uh, it's amazing the number of people that that smoke, drink, and weigh 300 pounds, but don't have a dime to pay for health care. Mm-hmm. And my my solution to the health care situation is: you want to pay for Medicare, Medicaid, put a tax on cigarettes, alcohol, and fast food. How about this instead? How about I understand? Uh, I understand where you're coming from on this, and yeah. yes, those those people are going to be the biggest burden. However, there are there's there are people out there that drink, smoke, and can choose to pay for their health care um, in whatever manner manner they want, and those people don't deserve to be taxed. How about but, instead of that? But, Instead of instead of coming up with new ways to coerce people and enforce uh, business owners to fund uh, certain things that the government's doing, how about we just set people free and abolish these government uh, programs that are again for that everybody is forced to fund whether they're using them or not? How about we just set people free and let them make their own decisions with their money? And if they want to go and smoke themselves to death. Uh, then that would be their choice. You wouldn't have any obligation to help them. There may be charities out there that uh, that would do something like that. But how about we just let people discover their own sense of responsibility? Yeah, but but the problem is you got all these people that are smoking and drinking and weight three hundred pounds that don't that they're getting sick. I got a guy in the, in the hospital right now that's probably got a hundred thousand dollar bill because he's pickled his liver from drinking. And as soon as he gets out of the hospital, he's going to go back drinking. But you know, this way he's paying indirectly. Um, and people that smoke and drink, but if they don't do it to excess, chances are I won't bother you. But it's the people that smoke two packs a day, sure. that drink a six-pack of beer every day, and go get supersized every day at the local fast food restaurant that are eating up our health care dollars. I, I, I under, it, they're they, not our health care dollars. Pay indirectly. They're not our our health care dollars because um, the the idea that you know the the idea that uh, the government can take uh, money from us and then fund half of every uh, health care dollar that's spent in the United States is spent by the government in the form of Medicare and Medicaid, and the idea that we have a half socialized system and it's screwed up so that must be the fault of the free market is you know ludicrous. Um, you know, really what we need is for people to make choices and to not have the entire medical industry controlled by a union that gets to decide, um, you know, what kind of medicine people get treated uh, treated for and all these other things, Who who's a legitimate doctor and who isn't. And right. uh, Do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah, well, I agree the government should not run health care. Right. But to well, pay for right Medicare now... and Medicaid, to pay for Medicare and Medicaid, it's like, it's like the lottery you have in Georgia, the the money goes towards college education. You know, all these people that buy, in the, buy the lottery, their kids will never go to college without the Hoop Scholarship. But they buy lottery tickets that indirectly pays for their college kid, their kids' college education. If the kid studies hard, he has a chance. Now, I thought it was uh, Alabama it, that had the, uh, the the scholarship fund, that, the lottery. Um, the, 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 the Georgia. Lottery. 
Okay. It's called Hope Scholarship. My mistake. And it's about the best. It's about the best run lottery in the nation, but that doesn't mean that because the the government, um, you know, the the, the government force will throw you in jail if you decide to run numbers. Your in own the state lotto, of, you right? Mean. If you want to, if you want to do a lotto in the state of Florida, they'll throw you in jail for it. So they're, so they're still Georgia. running a protection racket. They don't have the pinstripe suit and the fedora and the Tommy gun, but they're a bunch of gangsters. And I I I like. How they're running their particular gang in the, in Georgia, however, the other 49 states are doing a really crappy job on their right. something numbers that, running game. Something that's important to point out here about the, the whole health care discussion, and I'm with you, the, the idea of government control of health care is very scary, but we know that right now the government controls most of the, the health care dollars that are running around out there, and it's just you know going to be a few more steps before they control 100% of them. Uh, and that's very disturbing to me. But it's disturbing enough as it is because there are tremendous amount of regulations and controls placed on that industry, which does nothing but drive prices up. It makes the uh, the industry less competitive because it's more difficult to get involved because of all the hoops that the government puts up, whether it's just to become a doctor or a nurse or whether it's to uh, you know enter into the pharmaceutical market. Whatever it is that uh, is being developed has to meet the governmental strictures and approval, and that's an incredibly costly process. Uh, all these regulations really add in, add in costs. So if we didn't have all this government control over health care, it's very well possible that a lot of the, the problems you're citing with people that are smoking and drinking too much and all that would maybe be cheaper to treat in the absence of all the government regulations. In fact, it's very likely they'd be uh, cheaper to treat. Plus, if people knew that they couldn't get a free ride, if they knew that they couldn't just go into the hospital and get taken care of for free, then maybe right. they'd be a little more likely to be responsible with their lives. I'm not saying everybody would all of a sudden become responsible. Responsible, but if they have the correct incentives, then they're more likely to take uh, to choose that route. Either way, I don't think it should be my responsibility to uh, to pay for their mistakes, unless I feel no, like I, it, which I sh- which I should I, be free to choose. If I want to help, then I should be able to. Go ahead. Right, I I agree with that. You know, to be honest with you, Medicare has more paperwork yeah. than any other insurance, and they pay the least of any insurance company. Right. I sat down one day, and, and if every patient I had was a Medicare patient, You'd be I'd go out of business. Yep. Yeah. Now, but imagine for a second. Money to, 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 I just pay my overhead and couldn't take any money home. Imagine for a second you didn't have Medicare. How much less staff would you have? How much less would you have to spe- spend on payroll? Um, and, you know, it's essentially this is just government busy work. It doesn't do anything for no. the marketplace. These, these, the, uh, this, your staff that's filling out this government paperwork, unfortunately, is, is not being productive in the marketplace. They're, they're, you know, just filling out government paperwork. They're trying to prevent you from getting your business shut down. Right. If you screw up that paperwork, there's right. likely se- severe penalties. And, and so so your patients right. are in turn getting charged more. They blame it all on the doctors every single time, sure. but it's not. Oh, it's sure. the government. Thanks, Tom. Great oh, call yeah. tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, and uh, keep your fingers crossed. Uh, hopefully they won't try to take over your business next, because that's what they're looking at doing, right? Sure. What will I mean, happen to people like him? I mean, a lot of them are going to bail out. They're just going to say, screw this. I'm retiring that's early. That's what a lot of them will do. Yeah. All right. We continue here. You bring up anything. Steve is in Montana listening to KGEZ. Hello, Steve. Steve, you're on the air. I hear somebody. Hello, Steve going once. Steve going twice. Let's put Steve back on hold. Maybe he fell asleep. Let's try instead uh, Dale, who is listening to WFLA-FM in Tallahassee. Hey, Dale. You're on Free Talk Live. Uh, good evening, Free Talk Live. Hey, Dale. Great program. Thanks. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I just uh, kind of just really ticked off about um, um, an, an enlightenment of the word Muslim being synonymous with uh, religion, Islam. Uh, 
during the advent of 911, there's a lot of conspiracy dealing with, uh, like, from my understanding, uh, maybe some U.S. involvement, which brought about this free um, range um, word terrorism, and um, and it's just a, it's I just saddens me to the media, mass media, which is you know there's so much propaganda. Um, that's been spread throughout the world and uh, fear this day and time that we're living in with the advent of the um, Internet and uh, the whole uh, uh, instantaneously uh, spreading um, uh, information and news. So, Dale, you're, are you saying that you're, you're concerned with the fact that there's, just, there's so many Americans that are out there painting Muslims all with a terrorist brush? Is that what you're saying? Right. The word, from my understanding, Muslim is mentioned in the Judeo-Christian Bible, uh, mentioned Melchizedek being he was the king of Salem, the king of peace. And yeah, again, there's a lot of really peaceful uh, people out there that are Muslims. Uh, the ones that I've met have been great folks, uh, you know. It's right, just but, what it is is it's the you know the government they've chosen an enemy and just like any time there's a there's a war they they do whatever they can to all oh, those dirty japs all oh, the you know the gooks oh the Muslims those crowds. Oh, the terrorists and I share your concerns and I thank you for the call. Hour three is coming up. It's free talk live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. You bring up anything to dial toll-free as we launch here into the third hour of the program, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We're going to start things out with the ladies. Uh, Christine is listening to WCHV in Charlottesville. Hey, Christine, you're on the air. Hi, thanks. Um, I just wanted to comment on the whole alcohol and drugs with the medical care situation. Sure. Um, I just I wanted to say that I, I kind of disagree. I, I don't think that somebody that uh, does drugs or drinks alcohol, um, I don't think that they visit the the hospital any more than anybody else with a disease or anything like that. I believe that alcohol is a disease. Alcoholism is. Um, And people that do drugs, I mean, I definitely don't think that they do them just to go to the hospital or anything like that. I think they do them for their own personal choice. They do them 
to get uh, the the personal experience that they want to get sure, from sure. that. Well, the guy that the um, guy that said it was a doctor, and I wasn't about to jump down his throat. I've seen a lot of old drunks. I haven't seen a lot of old smokers, um, and and so I, I don't think that one can put alcohol in the same category as. Um, as cigarettes, as far as you know, being dangerous to one's health. Certainly, there are people out there that kill themselves with alcohol, but yes, sir. It, it, you know, it, I, I, most probably ninety percent of Americans have tried alcohol. For ninety something percent of Americans have tried alcohol, so it's you know, you're, you're it's it's nowhere near uh, tobacco as far as you know being dangerous for you. Exactly, I I, I definitely agree. Um, I've definitely you know had family members that have died of lung cancer and everything and have never smoked or been near, um, you know, smoking their entire life. And I also know personally from my father, who has been an alcoholic for about, you know, 40-some years, he never, he has has no disease that, you know, goes along with alcohol. So That's very fortunate. So it's, you know, it's just, you know... It's upsetting just to, you know, think that people, you know, that, you know, drink will visit the hospital more than others. Well, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that. The, yeah, I'm not going to say that the doctor was wrong on his that. Because I don't know. I mean, that's his experience. I thank you for the call. I understand that. I'm not saying, and I don't think he was saying that people shouldn't drink or that they shouldn't smoke. Or I anything think that like they, that. he was saying that people should be responsible for the things that they do to their bodies. And I don't think she would disagree with that either. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 800-259-9231. We continue here with your calls. Craig, listening to WFLA in St. Petersburg. You're on Free Talk Live, Craig. Hey, thank you very much for uh, taking my call. Thank you, Craig, for your patience. What's on your mind tonight? Um, First of all, I want to uh, talk about the uh, flag issue. Sure. And uh, the one issue that I have with the flag is that, you know, the flag is almost like your last name. What does that mean? You know, the, the heritage that you have from your... From your heritage. From my heritage. How does a flag have anything no, no, to do with my heritage? No, not from your heritage. From anybody's heritage. What, is it, what does that mean? Can you get a, dig a little deeper, explain a little more? Go ahead. Sure. Um, what, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, if, if, you're, if your last name is, you know, whatever your name is, I'm not talking about you personally, but I'm talking yeah. about anybody. You know, our flag is kind of like the combination, the, the combinatorial of, of, of everybody's last name, and, and that's what represents what America is. And so? I'm sorry? And so what? So are you arguing for uh, banning the, the, you know, the burning of no, the flag? No, absolutely. I think, I think the American flag should, should fly in everybody's house. Or else what? Well, there is, it, is nowhere else. Is, okay, so that's just fly. a friendly suggestion. You're not saying that there should be a law passed to mandate that everybody fly the flag. You're just saying that you believe that uh, if you're a good American, you should be flying the flag. Is that right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, how, and for any, any good American out there that's listening right now, should fly their flag. I do. Because... That is a symbol of what we are, hmm. and, and, and that is America. Now, to me, the flag yeah. symbolizes the state. Uh, the, to me, the flag is a flag of the United States, which is a, a government, and I am not part of the government, nor do I want anything to do with the government. So for <laughs> me, it doesn't symbolize America. For me, it symbolizes uh, tyranny. Does that make me a well, bad I, American? I, 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 I sort of, uh, I don't know. Does, does that <laughs> make me a bad American for, for thinking that? I think that if, if everybody thought in the basics, in the symbols 
of what America is, then I believe that America could actually be reunited. What is America? Go ahead. And when was it reunited? No, no, <laughs> I just want the one, one question first. What is America? Go ahead. What is America? Yeah, to you. Tough wow. question. That's, that's, a, that's a brilliant question and uh, something I, I can't answer right off the top of my head. Okay, you know, that's it's, okay. It's a fair it, answer. It, it, for me, it's, it, but, it's uh, tough. I, I look at the flag as I love it. I, mean, you know, I, I, I like the, the whole 1976 thing. I had a 1976 Eldorado. I had a 1976? Yeah, it's a bicentennial edition of the Eldorado oh, convertible. Okay. It, had 70, it had flags on it and stuff like that. And I, right. I, I dig all that stuff, but at the same time, I, I feel that the politicians. Nineteen seventy six is the yes, bicentennial. Him too. Okay, well, it meant something to me, <laughs> and uh, I think that the politicians have a tendency to wrap themselves in the flag. So, no, no, I, I totally concur with you, what yeah. you're saying about the government because I don't want the government in my hands. I don't want them in my pockets, yep. nor in my wallets, or anything like that. And that's what the symbol of the flag means to me. But it's, doesn't it, it's the... our our freedom? Right, and, but isn't that really more? Uh, haven't, haven't you grown to that understanding of the flag simply because of kind of the the nationalist fervor and indoctrination that we're all project, that is projected onto us by the government's school system, for instance? I mean, in reality, the flag uh, is a symbol of the various different state governments forming the national government. I mean, that's what the fifty stars are. You've got the third. Was it the thirteen original colonies? The red and the white stripes. One of them stands for the uh, the colonies. What's the other other oh, one stand? The, the, yeah, you got the union. You have the Union, the blue, the blue parts of the Union, and then you have the red and white stripes, and the red, the red stripe has to be on the bottom. And if you ever turn the flag upside down, and uh, one of your callers earlier was correct, st- stating that uh, that if the flag was turned upside down, that's that's a sign of duress. And and most of the law enforcement agencies around where I live understand that. And I heard you say you were I from find that Brandon. Hard to believe. Uh, Mark is from Bradenton. I'm from Sarasota originally. Uh, now we live oh, okay. up here well, in New Hampshire. I'm, I'm, okay. So, right. uh, so, oh darn it, where was I going to go with that? I don't know. But hey, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. There is, is a Bennington flag uh, that was, you know, Bennington where they they, they fought a, a decisive revolutionary battle. The one where John Stark, uh, General John Stark, the uh, the hero of New Hampshire, who's quoted as "Live free or die. Death is not the worst of evils." Uh, they have a Bennington flag because Vermont was the 14th state, and it actually had a Revolutionary War itself against, um, you know, a, a small one against New York, and they have 14 stripes on that flag. You know what I was going to say? I, rec- I recall now. Uh, it was that the, the flag to me, the United States flag, s- sen- uh, symbolizes centralization. Uh, it's central- a centralization of power, which to me is a very anti-freedom concept. Anti-American concept, honestly. Well, um, yeah, I don't know if you could call it anti-American because, well... America, America is. was founded on the concepts of liberty, even right. though that just basically turned into independence from England. Um, and, you know, we're, we essentially celebrate, celebrate liberty and independence as though they're the same thing. They aren't. But uh, you know, it was founded on the ideas of liberty, Lockean uh, sort of philosophy, that, that kind of thing. Right. Like Thomas uh, – Patrick uh, Payne, Thomas Paine, no. Thomas Paine, and uh, anyway, I've got the names all. Mixed yeah, it's up, okay. These the founding fathers, the writers, the, the the Federalist Papers. If you read these things, these are documents about freedom. And so, the United States is founded on the ideas ideas of freedom. It's 
kind of strange. But it, it didn't play out that way. No, the it way didn't. it played out is tyranny. The way it played out is in intrusive, oppressive, expensive federal government, which is what the flag is a real that truly is a symbol of. It's not a symbol of apple pie and the mountain majesties. It's a flag that symbolizes the states getting together to create one monolithic federal government that controls everybody. And when you see the flag flying above things, um, generally, you know, on television, that kind of thing, you'll always see it wrapped up with the military. Now, the founding mm-hmm. fathers were against a standing military, but, you, you know, the idea is you're not a true patriot unless you support the military. Right. I'm it's against a standing military. I don't believe in foreign interventionism. Am I a bad American because of that? It's all been turned on its head. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. The Soviets, former Soviet states are much better off today without their union. We would be much better off without this one. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. It's the Saturday edition of the program, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. we got a Facebook profile. You can become a fan, as it is called. Just go to facebook.freetalklive.com. That'll get you right to the profile. Click the Become a Fan link. It's that easy. Facebook.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. Top uh, top banner on the right-hand side of the page. SACL CAI. All right, we continue taking your phone calls, and you can bring up anything. Let's talk to Steve. We're going to try him one more time listening in Montana to KGEZ. Hello, Steve. Hello. Hello. What's on your mind today? Okay, hey. uh, Didn't your name used to be Lee? That's my evil twin. <laughs> um, Good answer. Go ahead. I had a there's a regional talk show there that uh, uh, they have an affiliate up here, and a lot of the Northwesterners listen to it, and uh, they got off on the similar stuff you're talking about. And the guy that run you know is the head of the show. It was an ex legislator, so he supposedly got gospel on this stuff, and. Uh, they just kept going off on this really stupid stuff on how good the feds are to us. Ew. And I just could not leave that alone, so I had to call in, being a first-time caller. And he didn't keep me waiting 52 minutes either. Um, hey, man, we tried to pick up your call show. earlier. You'd fallen asleep. It's only a one-hour show. But anyway, um, the point is that I had to use the tact that just the simple math tells us that we're already, we know from the rules that we're already sovereigns. Every state is a sovereign state that has elected to, not bound to, but elected to the feds. What did the feds have for us? They have money. Whose money do they have? Ours. Other people's money. Yeah. Well, and that, of course, was the first calls that came back. What would we do about our roads? What would we do about our national parks? Well, they... <laughs> National parks are basically owned by the United Nations now, but the point was 25 to 30 years ago, 80% of the money that the state people sent to the federal government in taxes came back. So you're only leaving 20% to run federal activities. Now it's somewhere in the 20% bracket. They're keeping basically 80% of the 
of your tax money for well, them to give to other people. Of course, we're a small state. We're a huge state, but we're a small populace. Well, and don't forget, Steve, and, and, and thank you for the call tonight. Don't forget the fact that not only are you directly sending tax to the federal government, whether it be through your cell phone bill or income taxes or, uh, you know, whatever regulation, whatever the fees they're charging you to do business. There are all those obvious ones. And then you can't forget the one of the biggest, most insidious taxes, and that is inflation. So it becomes, at that point, impossible to calculate uh, percentages. We can throw out numbers all day long, but you'll never and really they're know. High. Yeah, you'll never really know how much money they're truly fleecing you for, because every time they print out money uh, at the Federal Reserve then that's reducing the value of the dollars in your bank account, in your wallet. Well, let's also, if you're going to you know, enumerate taxes really quick, you have to realize that every tax that's put on one of those evil corporations, mm. those capitalist corporations that are ruining the world, um, you have to pay it because a company doesn't, right. uh, if, if you're a customer of that, that corporation, because a company doesn't stay in business unless it makes a profit. It can't make a profit unless it covers all its overhead. Those taxes are overhead. It's if impossible. you're a customer of Walmart or, uh, you know, Texas, or Exxon, whatever it is you're a customer of, you pay all of their taxes. And there's no way to calculate how much Absolutely. That is. And then don't forget regulation compliance. Because costs, yeah, the cost of that. The, the, just the, the costs of, uh, for these companies to fit into all the amazingly silly rules that the government has for them. It's really mind-boggling when you start to think about it in, in its complexity. We continue, though, with your calls about anything. Uh, going to Tallahassee, WFLA-FM, Sam is on the line. Hey, Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. Sam, I hear the radio yes. in the background. Hello? Yes, yes. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Sam? It's just, uh, about the flag. Yes, sir. You're on the air. Okay. Okay. Speak it's you, up, Sam. Sam. you got to go. Okay. Yes, that's what, I think the flag is, is really a, a symbol of the accomplishments that our country's had over the years. And uh, you know, I just feel that it's, it's disrespectful you know, for people. And it's offensive for people that don't respect those who accomplished these feats and... Uh, You'll help uh, the United States become what it's become. What what kind of accomplishments uh, when you when you say the country has has accomplishments? Can you give me some examples? Well, I think that we, we've been in wars where we have freed people. We've been in wars where we've that's saved an accomplishment. People. Uh, for the people we saved, it was. Well, you enslaved people, the, the, not you. The country enslaved people in order to free those people. Repeat that again. I have my radio on. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. The, people were enslaved in order to draft. free some people. As a society, we decided. Yes, we decided we, that. Who's, who's we? The country. How did, how would the country, which is a, a landmass, decide anything? We elect the people of the country. Elected people to represent us. You know, I elected people that um, to represent. I, I voted in this this election you're talking about, and uh, then I talked to my senators and representatives when the bailout came around there at the end of the Bush administration, and I told them, as as a matter of fact, they said that the vote that the uh, people calling in were about fifty to one against the bailout. However, those legislators who represent us decided that they would go ahead and do that bailout anyway. So, what did the society decide in that right. case, Mark? What did, which one? Did, now, is society the legislators or is society the citizens? The society is the citizens. Now, how we could society the then decide that it was the right thing to do to go to this war if the legislators actually make these decisions? Because we've asked them to represent us. But they I don't didn't. agree with everything. And they, and don't. they don't always satisfy me. 
but they are duly elected, and they represented the people who elected there. Why I don't the, always agree with. Why does the flag only support for the? Uh, why does the flag, in your mind, only stand for the successes? Why? Why doesn't it stand for the, uh, the 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 hundreds of thousands that have died at the hands of the U.S. federal government? Why doesn't it stand for the millions of Americans that have had their freedom stolen from them in the insane war on drugs and in other uh, nonviolent so-called criminal acts where they've been uh, taken their had their freedom taken and stolen from them and shoved into a jail cell? Why doesn't it stand for all of that? Why doesn't it stand for the continued threat against all of us to keep paying up, uh, poning up taxes, or else the same fate will befall us? Why doesn't it stand for those things? Because I think the people as a whole have decided that it does represent the past, and those things have happened. You know, our country is not sinless by no means, but as a whole, I think our accomplishments have been much greater than our failures. If, we, if you were in a room with ten people and nine of those people decided that they should beat you up and take your wallet from you, would that be a legitimate decision? It would be a decision. I wouldn't say it would be a legitimate decision. How is it a decision, a legitimate decision, that, society's that, de- that was... society can decide to beat me up and take my wallet or threaten to beat me up if I don't give up my wallet, um, and it's legitimate? But it's not legitimate if just if it's just done by ten random people in a room. Well, like I said, I mean, what do you propose? You, what do you I propose freedom, freedom and liberty for every American, sir. That's right, and we don't and have everybody. It. Everybody can go in any direction. And do we have freedom driving? Can we drive with my car? Can I drive anywhere I want at any speed I want? You should be you should be responsible for any uh, damage that you cause to other people, their property, and their cars if you do drive some somehow recklessly. But yes, you should be free to do what you want in your car, and you should be responsible for how you use your freedom, sir. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the show, and you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We get a lot of features. We give them all away, including live streams, broadband version, dial-up version, even a webcam. All free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Are you frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? Are you tired of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? If you knew that thousands of liberty-loving people like you were all moving to the same place and getting active, would you join them? You can. Just join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Lady callers first, we go to Audrey, listening to WSCFM in South Carolina. Hey, Audrey, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how are y'all doing tonight? Just super, Audrey. What's on your mind? I wanted to comment about the flag situation. Sure. And I think that the gentleman had every right to fly his flag upside down in his own yard. Absolutely. And I think that um, the upside-down flag is a signal for distress. And if the United States and where he lives is not in distress at this time, then I'm not sure when we will be in distress. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to find that place uh, place in the United States that isn't in distress right now. Yeah, well said. So if if that's the case, then all the flags should be flying upside down everywhere. If I had a flag, I would fly it upside down, but uh, I don't have one, nor do I plan well, on spending money I, on one. I'm of the opinion, and um, I, I, 
I don't like to goad people. I wouldn't put, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm not, I don't think that one should fly one's flag upside down. I'm not going to go out on that, um, that limb. I am of the opinion that if one wants to fly one's flag upside down, that that's their, opinion. Uh, their opinion and i think that you know that there there's a there's a, a continuum of how you know mad people can be for instance i could fly a gadsden flag which is that one with a snake that says don't mm-hmm. tread on me i could fly that and somebody could be offended some liberal sure. could say girl you're a gun toting right ultra right winger which would be wrong i have neither a gun nor my ultra right winger but they could choose to decide that about me and be offended yeah. and for instance uh, you could fly uh, the uh, south carolina flag outside your house and because it has uh, the, the sort of confederate the virginia battle flag uh, confederate thing in the middle of it they they could oh, choose good Lord, be... don't even get me started on that one yeah that, that's a that's a, a mess <laughs> hey audrey but, any now, other I'm thoughts i'm not saying that everybody should go out and fly their flag upside down but and i'm not sure if maybe it's just um in certain like in military areas or something that they have the authority to fly it upside down which means that they're in distress I don't know if there's a uh, like a limit on that as to who can fly it and who can't. But no, I've never heard, I've never heard anything like that. It's Usually, just the international it's just the symbol of distress, and it's true for most flags. Although I don't know how some flags get flown upside down because they're the same. On well, side. since well, I think since last night, I, I think we're still a free country, right? Mm, Nothing's really no. happened overnight. <laughs> well, not much has happened overnight, I'll give you that. That's true, but I don't okay. think there's anything free about living in America. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. It's maybe a little more free than some other places in the world. That much is probably true. You know, but... I was sitting with a Bahamian citizen having lunch uh, yesterday. What is a Bahamian citizen? What do you think it is? Somebody who's got uh, dreadlocks and smokes marijuana? I, I don't really a know what it is. A citizen of the Bahamas. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, and he is neither he doesn't have dreadlocks because he's a, you know he, it would look silly on on this uh you know little student of a a white man isn't a bohemian somebody who's Not also a bohemian kind of, oh, okay. a bahamian gotcha okay God. sorry <laughs> so this bohemian said yeah he's he's you know grown up going to uh united states schools and and all those kinds of things but he said they're freer in the bahamas the tax burden is significantly lower mm. and do do more that the government won't get involved with um you know so yeah just pay your bribes down there and you're good to go right i don't know why the bahamas hasn't shown up on uh, the heritage foundation's lists of economic freedom i don't i don't know these things but that's what it's got to be there go take take a look at it see if it's there uh, it, it, it is technically separate from the united kingdom right it is isn't yes. it tied into them though in some uh, way i think it's a protectorate like yeah. like canada right or australia let's continue with your calls also in charleston mike is on the line listening to wsc fm hello mike you're on free talk live hello. hey there Hi. you're on the air go ahead yeah. yeah how you doing i'm calling up about the flag controversy yes sir i live in i live in south carolina north charleston Mm-hmm. And they're fighting right now with Columbia about taking down our flag. And I notice a lot of people out there are upset with it because they, they think it's a symbolism of hatred towards slavery and everything else. It's really not. It's That's our not. battle flag. It represents the, our states, of our, our 13 southern states. And prior to that, it wasn't even that. I mean, originally it was a white flag with it across in the corner. And um, as far as the American flag, how I feel about hanging it upside down, is it's a sign of distress, yes, the military used it, but it's also, yes, a sign of you are in distress. Me, I had it because I was in a sign of distress, personally, me and my family. We were in a sign of distress because the recent problems with this country, I have financial and everything crashed me down. However, uh, I had a black bow on it uh, 
prior to the election. I won't go into that because I know there's controversy on that. But I put a black bow because, one, the symbol of the country in distress, and two, the black ribbon representing the death of our country as we once knew it with our mm-hmm. uh, laws. As far as our freedoms, we have freedom in this country, providing you follow their laws. Yeah. And as far as... <laughs> you have the freedom to obey. You're free to do what you want as long as, uh, as, long, as, long as you do what we say. Exactly. And also, as far as the meaning of the flag, the only meaning I have isn't, for, isn't to the government. I, when I see the, my flag waving, I think of our national anthem, our Purple Mountains, Magis. You, if they say that, think about it. That's what America is to me. My land. Not my government, but my land. Thank you for your thank. I, thank you for yeah. that tonight, Mike. I appreciate hearing from you, and I appreciate the call at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Yeah, and and that's where I think a lot of the disconnect comes in between somebody who were uh, perhaps may uh, burn a flag uh, versus somebody who would be offended by that. The person who's burning the flag may see the flag as a symbol of uh, tyranny. They may see this the flag as a symbol of centralization, a flag of hegemony, a uh, flag of world domination. The other person may see the flag as a symbol of freedom and uh, and all the heartwarming things that he was just talking about. And so when the first person burns the flag, the other person sees that and thinks it's an attack on freedom, when in point of fact it was just a protest against the uh, the authoritarian state. So there's a lot of miscommunication going on there. I mean, it, there's, there's the chance that those two individuals might actually agree on a lot if they were to actually sit down and have a conversation, as we've had over these past uh, three hours here, talking to various different people about how they feel about the the flag and it being uh, mutilated and destroyed in various different ways or just flipped upside down, we've managed to come to some agreements that might not otherwise have happened had we just simply passed one another on uh, on the street, one person burning a flag and the other person being offended. There's no real significant communication that goes on when a flag gets burned, and that's one of the, the worst parts about uh, about burning a flag as a symbolic act. Yeah, it's symbolic to you. It means something to you, but the the burning of the flag means something different to someone else. And even if you give a speech along with the burning of the flag, the only people that will really be affected by that are the ones that are in the immediate vicinity. That really happen to listen, and the fact is when you burn a flag, you're going to drive people off. Yeah, they're not going to listen too close. I think that that's why, that's why I'm of the opinion that burning flags and, 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 and you know, uh, all kinds of different flag-type displays, because flags are... Are just darn close to religious symbols for most people. It's um, you've heard people call in. It represents our heritage. It's almost ancestor worship, like mm-hmm. the Japanese Shinto religion. It, it's 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 very odd the reverence that people um, have. And I'm not saying that I don't have it. I to some extent I do. I'm over it. But I, well, that's that's fine. That's yeah. that's that's your opinion. But I also think that one needs I, one needs to be careful. There's no good reason to offend somebody in that uh, in that arena because I don't think it. It gets you anything. It's not the the best, I don't think, form of activism. But at the same time, I do support those who uh, who choose to take that step, and I certainly support their right to do it. I support their right to do it. I do not support them in doing it. I think as long as you're doing your best to maintain as po- as positive a PR as possible, as long as you are doing what you can to control the message, I think that's that's the way to approach it. But to just go and torch a flag and say nothing would be the the most asinine way to uh, to go about that particular protest. I think it makes about as much sense as uh, dressing up as a, as a showgirl for uh, gay rights. You know, it doesn't make any sense. The toll free number here, and there are only moments remain, but there is just enough time for your call if you make it right now. It's one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the Sakel CAI toll-free line, and if we get a chance, we'll tell you a story about a couple of heroic companies up in Canada. What are they doing? Well, actually, it's a question of what they aren't doing. 
Free Talk Live. You take control. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. We have time for your call if you make it right now to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Updates, if you want to be kept in the loop as far as what's going on with Free Talk Live, you can just go to updates.freetalklive.com, get signed up, and they will come into your email box from that point on. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Top story at freedomsphoenix.com, Llewellyn H. Rockwell, headed towards national socialism. So you can go over there and uh, check out the article, Headed Towards National Socialism. Oh, I read that. It was a good one. Yeah. It's at uh, freedomsphoenix.com. And it's it's where, you know, I, I get a lot of my show prep from there. It's a great site, freedomsphoenix.com. All right. Let's continue and talk to Adam, waiting patiently in Charleston, listening to WSCFM. Hello, Adam. Hi. I actually uh, called you earlier on the show about the flag. You called, but, uh, wait, you called I, once I caught earlier? It. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, God. I got a guy. I got to let you go. Only one call per night. It's uh, it's a show rule, and it's one we don't normally uh, we talk about here. But we got to make room to make sure that everybody can get in with their phone calls. So I I, I, I hope you. yep. I hope you'll understand. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. But uh, one call per night. So if you want to call back Monday night, even though we're not on in Charleston on Monday night, <laughs> we are on on 20 are, stations or 15 to 20 stations yeah, around the nation. We are on uh, from 7 to 10 o'clock at night. Monday through Saturday. So those of you out there listening on the radio, if you're only getting a, a portion of or all of the Saturday show and you're not hearing Free Talk Live during the week on your local talk station, that's a good reason to give the, uh, the station a call and, first of all, say thank you. Show some appreciation for the fact that they really are, are trailblazers in this industry, yep. uh, that, that they decided to take a chance, really, with, with Free Talk Live and put our show on when clearly this is not your typical talk radio program. Uh, thank the, the program director for, uh, for putting Free Talk Live on and then ask them nicely to take the, the weekday show. Because, well, you get more flies with honey than you do with vinegar, right? Uh, that is the idea. And if you don't say anything, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. If you don't say uh, that you want more Free Talk Live, they might not know what you want. So, so if we important. were to apply this to the uh, flag burning uh, question, then we would say that fl- burning flags is a bad idea. What, what do you mean by that? Well, you attract more flies with honey than you do with vinegar, uh, burning flags, vinegar, and squeaky wheels get grease. That doesn't mean you can't protest. You can't get your message out there. You just don't crap in people's Cheerios. Yeah, it wouldn't be my chosen form of protest, but at the same time, I understand it, and I'll do what I can to uh, to assist anybody who's got the you know the courage uh, to to, crap in someone's Cheerios, huh? It's not that. It's not that. It's a stupid, stupid act. You know, it was done within the last year here in New in Keene, New Hampshire, and it went over pretty pretty well. That's your assertion. I was there. You were standing on the ground. Yeah, I, I I heard the fallout in this town. You did? Yeah, What'd I did. You hear? I heard lots of people talking on radios and things like that, calling these people, you know, these people, these flag burners. You know what? Flag burner? Not a, not a good name for a group of people. They, there will be people trash-talking any form of activism you do, Mark. It's, if, if you yeah, go that's why a, you don't give them if, things to trash-talk. If you go into a government office and you hold a video camera, you piss somebody off. I mean, there's just sure. no way that you can make everybody happy with your activism. 
So 1-800-259-9231. Now, the kind of activism I like is uh, non-cooperation, civil disobedience. That's my real uh, – I'm really into that. What I'm thinking is then uh, using that kind of uh, frame of logic is you should call up the program directors of the radio stations that are airing us on Saturday night. Tell them that they're fools. They're, they're, they're jerks for not playing us on the weekdays, right? Doesn't no. that make just as much sense as burning flags? No, I'm not sure what you're what you're trying I'm, to say. It w- honey vinegar. Remember that that conversation yeah. we were having? Yeah. Honey vinegar. Like, I think that you attract more flies so, with honey Mark, than in that you case, do with vinegar. So, uh, Mark, does that mean you rescind your burning of the U.N. flag? I do not. Uh, but, but wait, what about the people that could be Americans offended by that? Americans don't love the U.N. Well, wait, how do you know that? There could be a good I chunk do. of Americans out there that love the U.N. I'm, I'm from here. I like. I got a reasonably good idea. You can I attract see. a lot of people by burning U- U.N. flags. What about burning the New Hampshire state flag? I, I, why would you do that? Okay, so New Hampshire state flag, bad. U.S. I don't see flag, any point in it. Bad. Well, you don't like. Maybe you don't like the fact that there are a bunch of uh, thugs. I don't know. I don't think many people would care if you burn the New Hampshire flag. Like it just. Why doesn't, not? Well, because New Hampshire is essentially um, the, the, the has lost its sovereignty as as every other state has to the United States government. It's a hegemony, and uh, so it's most not of about all, burning flags. That's the issue. It's about burning one particular flag that you're saying is uh, is bad. Uh, it's about offending people. Well, I'm telling you, if you burn a U.N. flag, there are people that are going to get offended. The quantity of people you offend. Ah, I see. I don't know what the percentage percentages would be on burning the U.S. Uh, the U.S. flag. I'm sure you're Large. probably right that a lot of people would be offended by that. But there are some people that uh, that said that that were that perhaps would have been offended that if a conversation is started, as we've had conversations all throughout the show tonight, might be able to come around to understand. I don't exactly think it's what a good conversation starter. I think there are a lot better conversation starters out there. Let's talk to Michael listening to WSC FM. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Michael. Yeah, one call per night, huh? Yes, sir. Uh, did you already call I for mean, that? No, but you guys ought to just take what you can get. I mean, because you guys suck. So you ought to be oh, glad no. Oh, no. Michael, Don't hurt of, my feelings. Perhaps some... I'm sorry? What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. You must have dropped off the line the cell there. phone's breaking up. Yeah. What were you going to say, Mark? I was just suggesting that instead of maybe uh, ad hominem attacks, that perhaps he could, you know, like tell me why I suck. You know? like Yeah. You could have, but it, it he may doesn't be have that, anything. Like, perhaps he disagrees with us on some point and doesn't know exactly why, can't articulate why, yeah. and, and then, you know, like, I, I can't help you there. I don't know what uh, what to do about that. Well, you know, Michael, if you want to call back, we'll let you call back if you were having cell phone troubles. I don't know. Maybe our board op hung up the phone because he thought you were saying something naughty. Maybe Seems you a- did say something naughty and I didn't notice it, uh, but... Anyway, toll-free. Oh, he hung up, apparently. So, there you go. I Eight, figured. Yep, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, uh, here's a story that I think is particularly useful. According to CBC News in Canada, two B.C. pulp and paper companies say their municipal tax bills are too high, and they're refusing to pay, leaving several rural communities wondering how they'll cover their own bills this year. And when they say communities, they mean the government. Castlegar Mayor Lawrence Chernoff said he learned of the tax revolt just hours before the tax deadline when the local pulp mill, Selgar, notified the city that instead of paying its $3.6 million tax bill, the company is planning to fight it in court. Now... I don't know how this is going to go for them. I don't. I don't predict success. Yeah, right. when you, you're going to ask the government whether or not you have to pay government taxes. Right. Generally, that's going to go poorly. 
Yeah, it's it's very unlikely that they're even going to waive the, uh, the around here it's 12% if you don't pay property taxes, a 12% fee they tack on if you're a day too late. So I'm pretty sure that you're not going to be able to get them to even waive the fee after the court trial is done. Uh, they're going to come back and say, well, of course you have to pay. These are taxes. I mean, you agreed to this by being here, didn't you? <laughs> right. You were born on this plot of land. You've agreed to these taxes. Uh, so, uh, so but but all that said... I think that what they're doing is heroic. I think that as far as a company actually protesting something, this needs to happen more often. Whether it's, and I don't mean when I say this, I don't mean taking it to court. That's kind of a midpoint between what I think should happen well, and standing what standing up to the government. Yeah, just some However level. you want to do it. Some level of, uh, of non-cooperation with these bu- government bureaucrats. Because unless we see more of this kind of behavior of, of companies just saying no to the absurdities of regulation and taxation, if, the, if you never say no, it will never stop. They will never stop raising the taxes, and they will never stop increasing the regulatory burden that your business has to handle. Now, of course, the immediate response from anybody that's actually in business is going to say, well, (laughs) you know, it's easy for you radio jerks to uh, sit there and say that, but I've got an investment on the line. And to that, I completely understand. I understand that it took you a lot of uh, money to get where you are. I mean, these guys with the paper mills have obviously spent a lot of money building their mills and building their business. If they can tax them millions of dollars a year, yeah. They, yeah, might, exactly. they must have a lot of money in, in, in capital. Well, yeah, according to the story, $3.6 million is about half of its yearly um, costs or, or I, I didn't revenue. To, yeah, revenue. So it's significant as far as their business is concerned. And uh, so if, if you're getting to the point where the government burdens are too much and, it's, and your, your business is struggling, you're having a tough time. If you're not going to be able to pay the employees next month or you're not going to be able to pay the bills next month, if you're, if you're getting ready to go out of business, then I think that's the ideal time to uh, start not cooperating because at that point you have nothing to lose. Because that's the biggest excuse from people as far as why they don't want to, uh, why, why they want to avoid non-cooperation, why they'd rather just go along to get along. It's because, well, things are going okay. You know, we're making money. The business is running. Sure, we're paying this gang over here called the government, but otherwise everything's okay. It, I think it's going to have to get to the point where the, the regulations are so burdensome that the businesses and the business owners come to the conclusion that, geez, if we don't non-cooperate, we're going to go out of business anyway. At that point, you might as well do it, right? It makes sense. I mean, But I, we never see it. It hardly ever happens. It's rare. It they're happens, just, They're just rare. content to just go out of business. Just close the doors. Why not put up one last great, uh, great effort and, and refuse to obey? Because the government may hunt you down after you're out of business and yeah, try to throw true. you in jail or uh, you know, put a lien against your house or whatever. They are scary, scary people. Right. And they will hurt you, and they will hurt your family. That's They're gangsters without the pinstripe suits and the fedoras. We uh, we suck. We're out of here. Yeah, Michael, we suck. Uh, according to Michael, and uh, we'll see you next week. If you are a Saturday listener, if you're a Monday listener, we'll see you Monday night and online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. Get on the ground, mother. You and your spouse are going to jail, and your kids are going to child protective services. You're busted for possession of marijuana. Possession of marijuana. Possession of marijuana. Hi, I'm Barry Cooper, ex-narcotics officer trained by the DEA. My DVD, Never Get Busted, has recently received world attention. I switched sides, and I'm now touring America with the message to end this war on people that has been labeled the war on drugs. Go to Barry's website, NeverGetBusted.com, and order your DVD to Never Get Busted. On it, I'll teach you secret drug enforcement tactics.
tactics and how to avoid narcotics profiling. How to conceal your stash. And I'll teach you how to fool drug dogs every time. I'll teach you how police know when you're lying. You'll get to go on patrol with me and watch actual marijuana arrest on the highway and learn the mistakes citizens made that landed them in jail. Go to NeverGetBusted.com and arm yourself with the information you need so you'll never have to hear these words. Get on the ground, mother You and your spouse are going to jail and your kids are going to jail. Log on to NeverGetBusted.com.